Hello everyone, this is Joanna Harabedian. Here's the famous wave. changing it up this week. Well, I'm so excited to have everybody here on uh, in person and in live. We're happy to see you guys. Welcome, the beautiful queens that are showing up, our knights of the king of heaven. And so this is the Bible study for virtual church media slash quantum kingdom warriors. So I want to welcome you guys and I release the blessings of heaven over the message tonight. And I pray for God's anointing and his fire. And he's going to show us some revelations. And tonight's message is going to be about emotional courage and living in emotional courage. And so to get started, I wanted to first talk about what is the definition of courage? It's the ability to control your fear in a dangerous or difficult situation. Courage, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is also the mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. And so we were having a discussion earlier, and I asked the question, how many of us have said yes to something that we didn't want to do? And we did it anyways. All hands go up, right? Yep. And um, how many times have we avoided a confrontation or not spoken up when we should have? Pretty much all hands go up. And how many times have we been silent when someone has hurt our feelings? Often, right? So the question is, what causes us to do that? What's the deeper root behind that? And so... There are a couple categories, there are a lot of categories of courage, but tonight we're just going to touch and highlight on the main one, which is the emotional category, um, and that is the courage to be vulnerable. And opposite of courage is what? Fear, right? So the definition of fear is an unpleasant emotion that's caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous likely to cause pain or be a threat in some way. Now, I want to talk about what does the Bible say about courage and what does the Bible say about fear? So if you have your Bibles, then I want you to go ahead and pull them out, pull them out on your phone. And, um, and we're going to look at God's definition of courage. So if you turn to Joshua 1.9, this is in the Old Testament. For those of you that don't know where that's at, it's in the beginning of the Bible. In the front part so Joshua 1 9 and it says be strong and courageous I'm gonna repeat that again be strong and courageous do not be afraid or terrified of them because of them for the Lord your God goes with you he will never leave you he will never forsake you. Now, God says it a second time. So this is a second time in the same paragraph. He says again, be strong and courageous. 
because you will lead the people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Have I not commanded you? So the context that God is referring to is to Joshua. And so um, Moses had come out of the desert. He'd taken the people out of, you know, out of Egypt into the promised land. And, um, and so, you know, now, but they're, they're scared, right? And they've got opposition. They have these giants. And, um, and so God commands Joshua, be strong and courageous. So I want you to, um, as I talk about this, I want you to begin to think about where has God been in your fear? Has he been present in that fear in a situation? We're not present. And I want you to write that down because we're going to go over this. We're going to pray about all this at the end of tonight's message. And um, so I want you to write this down at home. Go ahead and take out your pen and paper. And, we're, and I want you to begin to think about these things. And I want you to reflect on this as I'm talking. Now, here's another interesting scripture about fear. This one really got me, and I'm not going to really uh, go into a lot of detail on this one, but I want to bring it into your remembrance um, for you guys to pray about and meditate on this week. And so the scripture is Revelation 21, verse 8. And it says, But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, idolaters, and all liars. They will be confined or consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. So I don't know about you, but that's a really scary scripture because as I begin to think and reflect on my heart, whoa, where have I been a coward? Where have I not had courage? Where has fear been stuck in my heart? And so, again, this is Revelation 21.8. And this is your scripture meditation. I encourage you to pray about this week as you think about the message and what God wants to show you. And there's one more about fear. It's Proverbs 28, verse 1. And it says, The wicked flee when no one pursues them. I'm going to repeat again. The wicked flee when no one pursues them. But the righteous are bold as a lion. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say it again. Proverbs 28, 1. The wicked flee. They run away. Ah! When nobody's pursuing them, right? But the righteous are bold like a lion. Rawr. That's right. So remember the, the lion, the character of the lion from the Wizard of Oz? Now, his main thing was, I'm a coward. I'm afraid. I'm a coward. But the truth actually was, he was really, he was really a lion on the inside. But he didn't believe he was a lion. That's the lie. That he was a coward he was not courageous so that is something that can really trip us up so I want you to uh, write down what is an instant or a moment where number one you thought you well, you were afraid for no reason about a situation and then when the situation resolved you're like 
oh, is that all? Is, I was afraid of this. This is the little thing that happened. So I want you to think about it. Take a minute. I want you to write down that situation. And then I want you to think of another situation where you were afraid. You, you were fearful to be vulnerable. Maybe you were fearful to trust. Maybe you were fearful to speak the truth. Maybe you were fearful to stand up for yourself. Whatever that is, I want you to write that down right now. Because we're going to pray about that. So now let's take a look at um, what God has to say about courage. This is another scripture. So the first one we said is Joshua 1.9, the definition of courage, which is be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord, your God, goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Have I not commanded you, says the Lord. Okay, so now we're going to take a look at Moses in the lines of courage. Now Moses, um, for those of you that don't know the story, Moses um, killed an Egyptian and he was raised in the court of Pharaoh and he fled into the desert and it was in the desert for 40 years and God molded him. Well, when it was time for God to bring Moses out of the desert, this is what Moses said. He said, in, this is Exodus 4, 10 through 17. And this is from the Message Bible. So go ahead and look it up on your phones and read it with me. So Moses raised, so it's Exodus 4, chapter 4, starting with verse 10. I'm going to have you guys all read with me. We're going to read it together. It's kind of a long scripture, but that's okay. All right. You guys ready? Moses raised another objection to God. Master, please, I don't talk well. I've never been good with words, neither before or after you spoke to me. I stutter and I stammer. And God said, and who do you think made the human mouth? And who makes some mute, some deaf, some sighted, some blind? Isn't it I, God? So get going, Moses. I will be there with you. Open your mouth. I'll be right there to teach you what to say. And Moses said to God, Oh, Master, please! Send somebody else. God got angry with Moses. Don't you have a brother, Aaron, Aaron the Levite? He's good with words. I know he is. He speaks very well. In fact, at this very moment, he's on his way to meet you. When he sees you, he's going to be glad. You'll speak to him and tell him what to say. I'll be right there with you as you speak to him. And as he speaks, teaching you step by step. He will speak to the people for you. He will act as your mouth, but you'll decide what comes out of it. Now take this staff in your hand and you'll use it to do the signs. This is a really poignant scripture. There's a lot in here. How many times have you thought, God, I don't talk well. God, I, I'm not this. I'm not that. I can't do that. I'm not good like that person. Right? How many times have we done that? And I stutter and I stammer. So I'm not good enough. I don't have the skill set. Or I'm too broken. 
or I'm, I'm too broke, I'm too old, I'm too poor, or this is really not my cup of tea. What is that for you? Okay, and then what did God say? Who made you? Who made your mouth? Who's going to teach you? And so this is a really poignant scripture when it comes to courage. Because the opposite of courage, like we talked about, is fear. And it's a lack of trust. And so if God is telling us, I made you, I gave you the mouth, I have equipped you, and I am with you, I want you to write down what inside of you has created this fear and disbelief. And we're going to pray about that. And we're, we're going to bring that before the altar today. And this is really huge. This is really key. Okay, so then... Moses still argues with God. So how many times have we argued with God? But God, I don't want to say I'm sorry. I don't want to go to that person. I don't want to give that word of knowledge. I'm afraid. I, I don't want to pray for that person. I know I used to be like the queen of fear, okay? My friends all know, and nobody believes me, but this is true, okay? This is how, if God can do this for me, God can do this for you in any situation. So I used to be so fearful, that when I was at a Bible study and I thought someone was going to ask me to pray for them, I would literally go run into the bathroom, stay there, lock the door until I thought they were all dead. And then I would come out. That's what a coward I was. Okay. And um, so if I can work through my fear and get honest and real, because see, that's what courage is. It's about getting vulnerable, whether it's vulnerable with yourself, and vulnerable with God and vulnerable with other people. And so the Lord, when he says, seek me with all your heart, Jeremiah 29, 11, where a lot of us are familiar with that scripture, but it goes like this, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And when you seek me, and you seek me with all your heart, then I will be found by you, says the Lord. So what does seek me with all your heart mean? It means when we open our heart and be vulnerable and honest with our feelings, then we will find God. So how many times do we hide behind a wall? Really, if we're honest in our spiritual walk, how many times are we hiding behind a wall and we're really not being honest with God? He knows what's there, but we are not walking in that courage to be honest. Whether it's, well, I'm really jealous of her. I hate her. I don't like her. Or I can't stand his, his, the way, what he's doing right now. That guy is, yeah, he's a jerk. I don't, you know, whatever it is, right? Or maybe a part of you can't forgive yourself for a mistake you made. That was a big mistake. Or even a little mistake. And so having courage, emotional courage, is about being vulnerable. And, and what does God tell Moses? He says, okay, fine, I'll help you. I'll give you a mouthpiece. I'll, I'll give your brother Aaron who will speak for you, but you're going to tell him what to say, and you're going to instruct him, and you're going to use the staff. You're going to take that action. And so that's what Moses did. And, and so here's what's awesome in this, about this scripture and how God works. God will work with us. Like David says, 
He loves us too much to leave us in the condition that we're in. He loves us just the way we are, but he loves us too much to leave us in this condition. And so this is how we go from glory to glory, from mountaintop to mountaintop. Okay, so now I'd like to um, look at a couple of categories of courage. And I'm going to share one more, another scripture after that. So these are things that I want you to reflect on as I'm going through them. I want you to identify and write down anything that comes to your mind for each category, that I, for each statement that I'm going to make. So for example, um, one area of courage is not being afraid to love. What is something that happened to you that caused you to be afraid of love, of truly loving someone, truly loving God, or loving yourself? What is that hindrance? So I want you to think about this for each category that I'm going to list. All right, ready guys? Okay, category, afraid not to love. So I just went over that. The next one is not being afraid to be patient. What is patient? Patient means waiting. And where have we been impatient with a situation or someone because they triggered us? What is something for you that causes you to be impatient or afraid to be patient? Maybe it's so, you know, maybe your, your spouse has said something to you and you just snap at the whim because of what your spouse says. So it doesn't matter what he's saying or she's saying, it causes you to snap and you just have total impatience. Next one is vulnerability. Not being afraid to be vulnerable and ask for help. So what happened or what's the root of your inability to be vulnerable and be honest with yourself and why is it you don't you can't ask for help so many of us have trouble asking for help I was one of them I was the strong woman I could do everything but part of that route for me was part of me felt unworthy and so me being the strong girl and I was helping everybody else gave me a sense of identity it gave me an arrow's payoff of, hey, well, I'm, I'm acceptable and I'm good enough and I'm worthy because I'm helping everybody else. But when it came to Joanna, I, I wasn't able to get the help or ask for the help that I needed. And so that was my root of feeling unworthy and not knowing myself that I am worthy to receive help. Okay, the next one is not being afraid to say I'm sorry. How many times? Has someone not said I'm sorry to you? Or how many times have you said I'm not sorry to someone? What's the root of that? The next one is not being afraid to let go of bad habits. So a bad habit, you know what it is. It, it could be waking up late, going to bed, or waking up and going to bed late, waking up at 12 o'clock. It could be eating things you shouldn't be eating. It could be, you know, whatever it is. Um, what is a bad habit? Being late. You know that you know it's a bad habit so just write that down the next one is not being uh, afraid to believe that the impossible could happen so what does the word say the word says with God all things are possible exactly that's a l l so how come we don't we're afraid to believe that even when things look really uh, terrible and adverse and things are coming against you and it looks and it feels terrible what makes us afraid not to believe that God is the God of the impossible? And the next one is 
not being afraid to forgive and let go. This is a big one, especially if somebody's betrayed you um, or said something mean to you, or maybe you've done something to someone else and you're not able to let it go and forgive yourself and receive God's forgiveness for you and, and for others. Or maybe you're angry at God. Maybe, maybe something terrible happened and you feel God should have done something and he didn't. And then the last one is not being afraid to get out or step out of an unhealthy situation. So what's an unhealthy relationship that you might have in your life? What is an unhealthy thing that's going on in, in your life? Maybe an unhealthy boundary, whatever it is. What is it that's happening and what is causing you to continue to want to stay in that particular space? So I want to reach you guys um, the next scripture. And this is all about being vulnerable. And it's all about having the courage to, to cry out and to ask for help, to, to tell God. So in John, the book of John in the New Testament, chapter 11, starting with verse 28. Now this is when uh, Lazarus uh, is the brother of Mary and Martha, and Jesus loved this family. This family was where he went for the refuge. He would stay with them when he was doing ministry. They loved him. He loved them. It was Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, and they were all siblings. Well, in this particular chapter, Lazarus got really sick, and Martha and Mary sent word to Jesus, Jesus, the one you love is dying. He's sick. Well, Jesus waits four days to make sure that they know Lazarus is dead. Because in the Hebrew culture at that time, they believed that when someone dies, it takes three days for their spirit to leave. And on the fourth day, they're dead. Dead, dead, dead. Not coming back. They're gone. And so Jesus made sure that it was four days. So by this time, if you can imagine, his body's rotting. It smells the flesh. There's worms eating him. He's covered in these grave clothes. It's really ugly. And Martha and Mary are so grieved. And then they, when Jesus shows up, this is what Mary does. She runs to him. She throws herself at his feet and she says to him, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. How vulnerable is that? Right? So are we doing that to God? Are we going to Jesus and throwing ourselves at his feet and crying out and screaming at him? Jesus! Where are you? If only you'd been here, this wouldn't have happened. I feel this way. I'm angry. I'm hurt. I'm frustrated. Fill in the blank. And the Lord replied, when, when, Jesus, when Mary cried out, Jesus said, come. And not only that, but when he looked in her eyes, and she's looking up at him, at his feet, crying, he wept. He cried with her. And so when you're crying at his feet, he's crying with you. When you're sad, he's sad with you. When you're angry, 
He's with you. So I want you guys to take a minute now, and I'm going to play some music, and we're going to pray. And we're going to, I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to pray about what came up for you and bring this before the feet of your Jesus. And there are four steps on how to let go that we're going to go over really quick. So step number one is to identify what is the situation or root that caused you to be afraid of whatever it is, to love, to trust, to speak your mind, to um, confront someone. Now, what is it? Number one. So step number one is identify and become aware of what the root is of this particular issue for you. Because behind that is a belief system. You're believing something that's causing you to be afraid. So if you're afraid of trust, trusting someone, trusting others or trusting God, what happened? Because this is what God wants to deal with tonight. And there's no time like the present. Okay, so step number two is you're gonna come out of agreement with that lie. You're gonna come out of agreement and you're gonna say, God, I come out of agreement with the lie that blah, blah, blah. You can see the enemy gets a foothold when we are in agreement with our mouth or with our actions. And our actions are rooted in what? What we think and what we feel. Step number three is to declare the opposite. So, for example, I'm afraid to trust people because this happened. I come out of agreement with this lie, and now I declare that I choose to trust God. I choose to trust God, my healing in the Lord. I choose to believe the truth that I am loved, whatever that is for you, okay? And, um, and those are the three steps we're just gonna start out with. And so as I play the piano, we're gonna, you're gonna have some time to reflect and I'm just gonna prophetically play and pray for you guys as we do this. And God is gonna heal you. He is going to give you a breakthrough. He's been waiting for this moment for you to be honest with him. And you know what, it takes courage to do this. So I am proud of you guys for being here to, and, and getting, getting real before the Lord and having courage to be vulnerable. So Heavenly Father, I, we just come before the throne room together as brothers and sisters under one heaven and one king, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and his name is Jesus. And now we cover tonight's message and everything that you brought up by the power of the Holy Spirit under the blood of Jesus. So Lord, I ask now by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would now bring to mind what needs to be covered tonight, what needs to be dealt with, what needs to be brought before the throne room of heaven, what needs to be laid at the feet of Jesus, and we cry out, Jesus, if only, Jesus, help me, Jesus. So I'm just going to play as you just pray and have some time with you and God right now. Everybody on Facebook, just take this moment to just be still. Everybody here is 
bowing their heads and they're getting before God in the throne room. And Lord, I thank you now. I break off all trauma. I break off pain. And I pray now, Lord God, that your healing hand would come upon every person, Lord God. And you bring us into truth. Truth, Lord God. That every lie would be dispelled. And we come out of agreement with every lie right now. In Jesus' name. Lord, we just come out of agreement with the bondage that has come in. And we choose to walk in courage today. We choose to let go today. We choose to forgive today. We choose to step out of fear and step into courage today. We just praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we just thank you for bringing healing. I pray healing right now into everybody's soul, into their emotional wellness, Lord God, into their psyche. Because in John, John talks about, in chapter John, that you want our bodies to prosper. You want us to be in good health as our soul prospers. Or our soul is our mind, will, and emotions. So we declare now healing and freedom in our mind, will, and emotions. In Jesus' name. And I pray for breakthrough, Lord. That tonight we have breakthrough. That every chain is broken in the name of Jesus. That every lie has to loose you. And everything that came in as a result of that lie, right now, I command to go and to leave you. I command tormenting spirits and harassing spirits, spirits of infirmity, of death, and annihilation or poverty to leave you now. I break it off for you in the name of Jesus. All financial poverty, I break it off right now. Financial hardship, I break it off in Jesus' name. And I pray now, Lord, that you would renew the mind of Christ to all of us. That we walk in the mind of Christ. That all things are possible. All things are possible. And I thank you for this Jesus. And I dispatch the angels of the Lord right now to go to you. New angels to be dispersed to you. In Jesus' name. Financial angels, healing angels, miracle angels. Lord, whatever angels is needed for each one of your sons and daughters tonight, I pray that you dispatch on their behalf in Jesus' name. And this week, Lord, I pray over everyone. I pray for your presence to fill them and touch them like never before. And I pray that they will now have time, even if it's 10 minutes, to be honest and real like Mary was. Crying at your feet. Pouring out her heart. I feel this way, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Where I can't help myself. And he is waiting, you guys. He's just waiting for you to cry out. He wants to heal your heart. And Lord, I pray for the people who are angry at you and disappointed at you because trauma did happen. Something bad did happen and they're asking, where are you, God? Where were you in this situation? I ask now, Lord, that you bring tremendous deliverance, tremendous healing, Lord, to them right now, Lord, like they've never encountered. And that you meet them in this place of need, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. 
They need you. They need to know your presence. They need to have your perspective. They need to see your goodness and experience your love because you understand why they hate you. You understand why they're not walking with you. So if you need Jesus in your heart tonight, if you haven't invited him ever into your heart, or if you got angry at him for whatever reason, tonight's your night to invite him, to know that he's sorry. He's so sorry about what happened. That was not his perfect will for you or your family or your child. And he is asking for you to forgive him. That was not his will. And he wants to come into your heart. So just to repeat after me, if that's you, and just say, Jesus, I invite you today into my heart. I can't change my feelings at this moment, but you can. And I give you permission, Jesus, to work on my heart. I give you permission to change my heart. I ask that you fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to be able to understand the Bible. Give me understanding to what your word says and forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my heart and help me to change. Help me to love you like I've never loved you before. In Jesus' name. So this is this was you tonight. God bless you. God loves you. He knows everything in your heart. And he's calling you to be vulnerable. And I just bless you in the name of the Lord. And I release his love, his shalom, his peace, his mercy, his goodness, his breakthrough. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, guys, it's been awesome spending tonight with you. I'm so glad you were able to join us. So leave a comment. I can't read them at the moment, obviously, because I'm on the keyboards, but uh, well, I'll respond. We'll respond on Facebook. And I thank everybody for coming tonight. Say, hey, everyone. Hey. That's right. Woo. God bless you. I'm Joanna Herbedian. My husband, David, says hello. And he'll see you next week. And we are out. Blessings.